Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Friday, November 19th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include the House votes on the $2 trillion spending plan, new lockdowns in Europe, and no steering wheel, no pedals, no problem. Here comes Apple's iCar. Plus, eight acres for $70 million? Those stories and more. But first, let's go to the markets. U.S. stock futures are mixed and bond yields are lower. S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 futures are up, while Dow futures are lower. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 1.53%. Crude oil and gasoline are down more than 3%. Gold is unchanged at $1,863 an ounce. The Japanese yen is appreciating three-tenths of a percent against the dollar, while Bitcoin extended its fall into the fifth day, trading down two-tenths of a percent at $57,300. That's more than 18% below the record high hit on November 10th. In Europe, the stock 600 index is higher, while in Asia, stocks in China and Japan gained, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng index declined because Alibaba slumped 10% after cutting its growth forecast. The stock is down nearly 14% this week. Now our top stories. The House is set to pass a roughly $2 trillion education, health care, and climate package today. The bill will next face an evenly divided Senate, where Vice President Kamala Harris will provide a tie-breaking vote. Some Senate Democrats haven't committed to support the House legislation, and Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, has called for removing proposed paid leave. Other Democrats want to change the House plan for raising the $10,000 cap on deductions for state and local taxes, saying the proposed $80,000 cap with no income limit offers unnecessary tax cuts for high-income households. New COVID-19 lockdowns are coming to Europe. Austria's chancellor announced that the country would go into a nationwide lockdown beginning Monday, with restaurants and retail sectors set to close. Areas in Germany are also going into a partial lockdown next week. German Chancellor Angela Merkel says anyone in Germany who has yet to be vaccinated against COVID-19 will have to show a negative test result to be allowed to go to work. And while Poland is not planning any new restrictions, it has put half a million people into quarantine. A news report about Apple's car development program suggested the company is now targeting a fully self-driving electric car launch in 2025. That's faster than the five- to seven-year timeline that some engineers had expected as recently as earlier this year. According to Bloomberg, the ideal design for the car would feature no steering wheel or pedals, and in at least one internal design, passengers would face inward toward each other. Shares of Apple closed up nearly 3% Thursday, a new record. In economic and financial news, the House Democrats' education, health care, and climate package that's set to come to a vote today will expand the U.S. budget deficit by more than $350 billion over the next decade. That's according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. The report contradicts the Biden administration's view that the bill's cost is fully covered with new revenue. 
the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill that President Biden signed into law on Monday provides $6 billion in grants for struggling nuclear reactors. The spending is aimed at propping up 93 working reactors rather than building new ones. Nuclear provides about a fifth of the country's electricity and accounts for about half of its zero-carbon generation. Since 2013, 13 U.S. reactors have shut, with New York's Indian Point becoming the latest in April. California's Diablo Canyon will close in 2025. A report from the Rhodium Group found that under current policy, more than half of the nation's nuclear plants will be retired by the end of the decade. The Texas electric grid remains vulnerable to a shortfall in generating capacity that could potentially trigger power outages. It would be similar to those that hit the Lone Star State in February. That's according to a risk assessment from the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. The euro hit its lowest level in 16 months this week, falling below 113 to the dollar on Wednesday. That's the weakest level since July of last year. The Turkish lira weakened for a ninth straight day, falling to a new record low. Japan's government approved a nearly $490 billion package to support recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. GDP in the world's third largest economy shrank 3% in the July to September quarter. And that woodshed is going to cost more. Lumber futures jumped to their highest in more than three weeks as severe flooding in British Columbia blocks roads and rail tracks, preventing home builders from accumulating materials for the peak spring season. British Columbia produces nearly 15% of all of North America's lumber. In company news, applied materials tumbled 7% after posting fiscal fourth quarter results that missed expectations for profits and sales. A chipmaker also guided to disappointing profits for the current quarter. Ford and General Motors are getting into the semiconductor business. Ford outlined a a strategic agreement with U.S.-based semiconductor manufacturer Global Foundries to develop chips, while GM said it is forging ties with Qualcomm and NXP semiconductors. CVS Health will close 900 stores over the next three years, about 10% of its U.S. locations, while adding more health services at the remaining stores. Nike is launching a virtual play place on Roblox's online game platform that lets players dress their digital avatars in Nike sneakers, hats, or backpacks. Nike also raised its quarterly dividend 10%. BJ's Wholesale Club soared 20% following the release of better-than-expected quarterly earnings, rallying on to a new all-time high. Macy's said it has hired Alex Partners to evaluate a spin-off of its e-commerce operations. It pushed its shares up more than 20%. Shares of the fashion e-commerce company Farfetch sank more than 20% in after-hours trading after it reported revenue that missed Wall Street's estimates. Shares of the financial software firm Intuit climbed nearly 10% after it raised its full-year guidance. Global iron ore producers Vale, Rio Tinto, and BHP all hit 52-week lows as iron ore prices continue to fall. China's most recent traded iron ore contract for January delivery is near the lowest level since November 2020. Pershing Square Tontine Holdings rose 2% after Bill Ackman said the firm is actively working to find an alternative transaction. CVC Capital Partners has agreed to buy Unilever's T-Division for more than $5 billion, acquiring brands such as PG Tips and Lipton. Starbucks will use Amazon's cashierless technology to allow customers to order on the Starbucks app, grab their coffee and leave without opening up their wallets or swiping a card. 
the first cashierless store has opened in New York. Google has agreed to pay Agence France Press for news content following a nasty legal and regulatory battle that saw the tech giant fined nearly $600 million by French authorities. Terms were not disclosed. Oprah Winfrey and Reese Witherspoon are joining forces to become investors in Spanx, the shapewear manufacturer. The Hollywood A-listers joined Blackstone, which on Thursday closed its previously announced majority investment in Spanx, valuing the company at more than $1 billion. And in real estate news, Leon Black, the New York billionaire who quit his Apollo Global Management Investment Group this year, has bought a more than $30 million home in London. The house was previously owned by Henry Ford II, was also the residence of Stanley Baldwin, UK Prime Minister between 1935 and 1937. And closer to home in New York's Southampton, an estate spanning more than eight acres of oceanfront has sold for $70 million. The waterfront property has roughly 500 feet of frontage on the beach and has approximately 20,000 square feet, 15 bedrooms, and a separate staff wing. The owner was not identified. At 7 a.m., U.S. stock futures are mixed, bond yields lower, S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 futures higher, while Dow futures are lower. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 1.53%. The Japanese yen is climbing against the dollar, while Bitcoin extends its fall, trading down two-tenths of a percent at over $57,000. Coming up, retailers Footlocker and Buckle are set to report results. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.